Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. Agriculture is Saskatchewan, and 620 CKRM is your source for everything ag. Welcome to our newly expanded Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Here's your host, Jim Smalley. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. It's brought to you by Harvard Western Insurance. We don't judge. Here's another reminder to renew your plates today. Visit harvardwestern.com. Today, the annual SAR meeting continues with Premier Scott Moe addressing delegates over the Internet. The Premier announced more money for rural roads and channel clearing this year. He also pointed to an important plan to ensure all rural residents get coronavirus vaccines as soon as they are available. We hear from country music artist Brett Kissel about his investment with the Saskatchewan Company. Real Agriculture talks about canola market access. The stock growers secure more funding for grassland habitat. And we have the latest market report on Saskatchewan cattle markets. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnson's Grain, helping growers con- contract any type of grain. Call 1-800-324-7778. Premier Scott Moe announced important funding for rural municipalities at the annual SARM convention today. Premier Moe says the province will advance $11.2 million in economic stimulus funds for the Rural Integrated Roads for Growth program. He says the funds provide a head start on getting projects approved for the 2021 building season. $11 million on top of $28 million that is already budgeted uh, to transfer to the Saskatchewan Association of Rural Municipalities. This money we know will be used and used efficiently to construct and repair roads in your municipality, uh, to construct and repair bridges and culverts in RMs right across this province, and it's a partnership that we are very proud of. And while I'm at it, there is another small announcement that I want to make, and it's related to a perennial top-of-mind concern for many SARM delegates, many RMs across the province, and that has to do with channel clearing. You folks have flagged the buildup of brush and vegetation in our waterways for years. I heard it as a two-time environment minister. I hear it as premier, and I know other MLAs uh, across the spectrum hear it from you as well. The Water Security Agency has budgeted uh, this year about $600,000, or pardon me, $600,000 over the next two years to support channel clearing activities in rural municipalities. It's a program that is outsubscribed. We have far more subscriptions than what we have had money allocated to that program. So today, I'm pleased to say that we are going to meet those allocations. I am pleased to announce that we are boosting in-year the amount to $500,000 for this fiscal year. That's effective immediately. And this will allow us to fully fund 50%, our 50% share of all the channel clearing applications that were received. Next fiscal year, we're going to follow this with $1.5 million in channel clearing funding. That's a total of $2 million over two years to expand channel clearing in your community, in your rural municipality across this province. 
And I'm hoping that that investment is an indication that the water security agency is going to be can be more responsive to some of the challenges that you have been facing. And in the future, we will be more responsive. We'll be willing to work in partnership to deal with the water and drainage issues that you are experiencing in your community in a way that doesn't unduly hinder economic growth in this province and doesn't unduly hinder the economic recovery that we all see. The Premier also said the province has made progress in vaccinating against the coronavirus and it is picking up speed. He told rural delegates Saskatchewan has administered 94,000 shots and the pace is 8,000 per 100,000 people, the second highest in the nation. He expects to get 124,000 doses in the next three weeks, more than that received in the last three months. By early April, he anticipates 10,000 shots per day with people over 60 will have access. He says the age-based criteria is important because seniors are the highest risk. He said everyone in Saskatchewan is now going to receive their first shot, hopefully by early June. He encourages everyone to take their shot when it becomes available. Please get vaccinated. It's how we will get back to normal in our communities. This is how you have the opportunity to protect yourself, to protect those around you. This is ultimately how we will, at the end of the day, engineer a strong economic recovery in this great province of ours. Across the province, we will be opening up in the days ahead 230 clinics. 230 clinics in 180 communities to deliver these vaccines. You will see mass immunization clinics in your community. You'll see them in places like your hockey arena, your curling arena. You'll see them in community halls. You're going to see drive-through clinics in our larger centers. You're going to see mobile clinics across the province. You're going to see doctors, nurse practitioners. You're going to see pharmacists all delivering these vaccines in your community. We want to make getting your shot as easy, as simple, and as convenient as possible. So when it's your turn, I say this again, take your shot and get vaccinated. The more people that get vaccinated in this province and in this nation, the better chance we have to get our jobs back in every community, including yours, across Saskatchewan. SARM President Ray Orb expressed appreciation for the improved funding for rural roads and channel clearing and complimented the province's efforts to ensure rural residents are vaccinated against the coronavirus. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. Premier Scott Moe says agriculture is a major economic engine for the province, particularly during the pandemic. Moe told the SARM convention this morning over the internet that farm exports jumped significantly despite the coronavirus. Agriculture, again, still is driving growth in this province. Let's look at our export statistics this past year. Last year, we shipped $16.9 billion of agri-food products around the world. It's up 31% from the year previous. Up 31% from the year previous. Agriculture now accounts for about 55% of Saskatchewan's exports. It is the very spinal cord of our Saskatchewan economy, always has been and will continue to be in the future. And the credit goes to many of you and the people that you serve, the producers and the businesses that support this great industry. Credit to our researchers and to all of the value-add processors uh, in this province. In government, I can quite simply say that what we try to do is to keep up. And we're working very hard to support this industry. You can count on that support to continue in the years ahead because we have, like many, very high expectations on what agriculture can achieve as we look into the future. Our growth plan, in our growth plan, we set a goal of increasing, increasing crop production to 45 million tons by the year 2030. We wanted to boost agriculture exports to $20 billion a year, and I can say we're well on our way to achieving this. 
But setting these objectives is nice. Uh, they're nice words. But what we need to do is, is, is talk and work towards actually achieving these objectives. So we've already announced the, the, the record crop insurance coverage. Uh, we've established new trade offices around the world. Uh, we just opened, opened up our trade offices in India, in Japan, and Singapore. We're moving forward with the engineering and design work on the very first stage of the $4 billion irrigation infrastructure project. The second, the second plan for the, the rest of the plan for the Lake Diefenbaker project. Delegates, I would say this when it comes to irrigation in Saskatchewan, we have underinvested under in irrigation over the course of the last 50 years. We've actually barely scratched the surface on what the potential is for irrigation uh, in this province and water security in this province. It's early days yet, but the West Side Irrigation uh, Project is going to reshape the very contours of agriculture in Saskatchewan. In addition, it's going to provide water security to a significant portion of our Saskatchewan communities and to our Saskatchewan industries. It's going to bring a half million acres of, of, of irrigation production in uh, to service, creating thousands of jobs, yes, in the construction, but many jobs post-construction as well. And in the budget, we are going to continue. There will be a continued commitment to agricultural research, also a staple of the success of our agricultural industry. Since 2007, we've invested nearly $300 million in agricultural research in this province. Year after year, the research budget is increased because, quite frankly, we're getting results. And the impact of those results in this province is global. Around the world, literally around the world, there are families that are putting food on their table each and every day because of the research, because of what producers do in their fields here in this province and what we do so very well. Premier Scott Moe speaking this morning to SARM delegates over the internet. Parkland College in Saskatchewan has launched a new program to meet the labour needs of growing farm operations. Introduction to Farmhand is a short course to provide the skills and hands-on training to work on a grain farm in Saskatchewan. The first course module, beginning April 17th, focuses on seeding and the busy spring season. Parkland College Business Development Manager Connie Brown says farmers can send current or potential employees through the program to develop their skills. She adds it gives general laborers without a farm background the opportunity to gain the experience needed to work in agriculture. Participants will receive a blend of classroom instruction and hands-on experience over three Saturdays, April 17th, 24th and May 1st. The town of Lemberg is partnering with the college to host the training at the town office and at a nearby farm. The course provides an overview of field crops, power mobile equipment theory, and practical training with selected pieces of farm equipment. Participants will also learn about basic farm safety and moving equipment safely around work sites. To register, call 306-786-2760. Once again, that number to register for the farmhand training course 306-786-2760. It's been nearly one year since a well-known Canadian country music artist went into business with a young Saskatchewan entrepreneur. Brett Kissel and Matt Doucette own Deuce Vodka. Kissel says the business arrangement was reached shortly after his final concert in Moose Jaw at the very start of the COVID-19 pandemic one year ago. When one door closes, another one opens. The world shut down that Friday the 13th, as we all remember, and we started our vodka business on that Friday, incorporated in the province of Alberta, actually on my 30th birthday on May 27th, and it's been a great ride ever since. 
The vodka is distilled in Saskatchewan. Doucette was born and raised in Big River, a couple of hours north of Saskatoon. Kissel says Doucette is only 23, but is already a veteran vodka maker. We're young entrepreneurs, but Matt, you know, my business partner and co-owner of the company who started Deuce Vodka, <clears throat> and it makes sense, his last name is Doucette. Everybody, you know, called him Deuce for years. It was a great nickname. He got his distillery license on his 19th birthday, if you can believe it. So he's the youngest guy, I believe, in North America to have ever gotten a distillery license and gets it on his 19th birthday. He may be in, in the game for a short amount of time, but he's dedicated a lot of time to making some really, really great vodka. Deuce Vodka has two products on the market, Original and Neon. Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney. Brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamp's Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers on The Source 620 CKRM. This is your realagriculture.com update brought to you by the Canola School. Get canola agronomic information when you need it on your smartphone, tablet, or laptop. Our library of timely agronomic information is free and available at canolaschool.com. Sean Haney here with RealAgriculture.com and Real Ag Radio on Rural Radio 147. I am joined right now by Brian Innes. He is the VP of Public Affairs of the Canola Council of Canada. Brian, how are you? Oh, I'm doing great, Sean. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's great to chat with you. So, Brian, uh, messaging came out from the Canola Council recently talking about a, a revitalized market access strategy. I, I, I found the use of the word revitalized interesting. Why would you put it that way? Well, the first plan we had was about eight years ago, and I think everyone looking at the world of international trade uh, realizes there's a lot that's changed in the last eight years of trade and market access for agriculture, but for for all of our products, really. And so what we did as a canola council is we wanted to have a really uh, thorough discussion with our processors and exporters who are living day-to-day in the trade that they send to over 50 markets around the world, and we wanted to have an uh, in-depth discussion with them about what they're seeing in the trade environment so that we as a Canola Council and the whole value chain are working on the issues that will have the greatest impact in lowering risk and bringing more value back to Canadian farmers. And, and I guess some people are probably going to say, well, wait a minute here. Obviously, we ha- we don't do we really have market access issues? Look, look at the price of canola. There's tons of demand out there. Why now? Well, we've actually got a lot of issues we're working on, Sean. Um, we're seeing a lot of uh, increased complexity in the world market for our products. So these are things like changing food and feed safety standards. So we're sending our canola oil and canola meal to, to 50 markets, and that means that some, sometimes uh, many, many different uh, standards that our products need to meet. So increasingly, it's complex because not all of our markets are using an international standard like Codex, and they're creating their own standards. So we're seeing a lot, a lot of issues, actually, despite the fact that prices are high. Um, and, and in general, what we see is that uh, when we have these complexities, uh, they increase the risk that our processors and exporters face uh, when they send our products around the world. And they also uh, limit the value. So while you may be seeing high prices today, um, that doesn't necessarily mean that those prices are as high as they would be if we if we were able to address some of the uh, the issues that we're, we're working on now and and likewise for the future. Um, one of the things that we found in the course of our our study here is that um, when we look back at uh, what happened as a result of the blockages in China, 
um, producers saw their prices fall immediately. But what we actually saw when we looked at it is that those depressed prices carried on um, as, you know, and continue to carry on as long as our access to that market is, is blocked. So what we're seeing in, is in market access is the more issues we have, the more risk there is in the market for and the less value that comes back for our uh, producers and our whole industry here in Canada. Numbers talk. You're, the press release that came out stated, expert analysis estimates this has cost the industry between $1.54 and $2.35 billion from lost sales and lower prices between March of 19 and August of 2020. Boy, two point three five billion—that gets my attention. It's a big number, Sean. Um, and I and farmers, it's no surprise to them. I mean, how the price of canola was really lethargic, and it's no surprise to the industry as well. When we look at the twenty twenty crop, the lowest production we had in five years. It's, it's, it's no coincidence that that has come on the heels of being blocked from China, where our exports continue to be down anywhere from fifty to seventy percent um, compared to our normal canola seed exports to China. So yeah, one one point five to two point three billion dollars. Those are big figures um, that represent essentially lost income from canola for for the value chain and for our producers. That's just one example of of how market access issue affects our sector. Uh, what we want to do as a canola council is continue to bring the the industry together and look forward. And that's what our um, revitalized plan is about: is really looking at some of those trends we're seeing in in our export markets. And then looking back and saying, well, what, what can we actually do about those things as a sector? And then uh, make a plan uh, for us as industry to work with government to help prevent and resolve uh, issues like the one we were facing with China, but also technical issues that we were talking about earlier around things, uh, standards related to food and feed safety. This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com. It's your agri-weather forecast on The Source 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Today, clearing sky this afternoon, wind south 20, becoming light this afternoon, the high plus 4, the low minus 12. Thursday, partly cloudy, wind northwest 20, the high minus 5 tomorrow, wind chill minus 20 in the morning and minus 9 in the afternoon, the low minus 12. Friday, sunny and melting again, the high plus 7, the low minus 3. Saturday, sunny, the high 9, the low minus 4. Sunday, partly cloudy, the high 8, the low minus 6. Monday, partly cloudy, the high 0, the low minus 12. Tuesday, partly cloudy, the high near minus 2. Normal high for this date, minus 1, the normal low, minus 13. The sun rose at 723. This morning it sets at 654 tonight. And around the province, the hot spot is plus 6 at Maple Creek. The cold spot Still pretty cold up north. Uranium City, minus 21. Estevan and Saskatoon, both minus 2. Swift Current, plus 2. Weyburn and Yorkton, both minus 3. In Regina, sunny and minus 3. That's 28 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the west-southwest at 6. Humidity, 71%. The barometer dropping, 101.8. Sunny and Moose Jaw, plus 1. Winds are from the south at 28. 
Once again, Regina, sunny and minus 3, that's 26 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. This spring, apply pre-emergent Edge Microactive Group 3 herbicide from Gowan Canada before seeding your canola. Maximize yield today and manage resistance tomorrow. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan Canada. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougall Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougall Auctioneers. McDougallAuctions.com And brought to you by Patterson Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Patterson Liquid Systems expect the best. The Saskatchewan Stock Growers Association has secured an additional $840,000 in funding from Ottawa to protect grassland habitat. Stock Growers General Manager Chad McPherson says the additional funding is from Environment and Climate Change Canada. The funding announced today will primarily go towards the uh, investigation of term conservation easements through research projects and then uh, hopefully through the successful negotiation of term easements as well as the continuation of our existing grass bank project with Grasslands National Park. So this is designed to preserve grasslands. Why protect grasslands? And, and I understand part of it is for the sage grouse. Why do that? Well, the focus of the Species at Risk Partnership on Agricultural Land Program is to work with agricultural landowners to protect endangered species such as the greater sage grouse. The greater sage grouse in southwest Saskatchewan has received a lot of attention in the last five to seven years after emergency protection order was put in place. And uh, so we've been working with local landowners to be able to conserve and enhance the habitat for the sage grouse to help the species recover. And you said this is all part of the Grasslands National Park, some involvement there? Grasslands National Park is a partner in the Grass Bank. The Grass Bank involves local landowners getting access to graze within the park to create habitat that the grouse requires. And in return, the producers have to achieve habitat uh, targets on their own land adjacent to the park. And I understand you've had some success with these conservation agreements. Uh, How many have you had and uh, how many acres? Through the first five years of the Species at Risk Partnership on Agricultural Land, we partnered with 40 different landowners or grazing cooperatives to protect approximately 250,000 acres of native grasslands in southwest Saskatchewan. Now, I understand some of this. You talk about fixed term easements rather than in perpetuity. Just how does that work? For the past number of years, we've been investigating the option of term conservation easements. So this isn't anything that's been done to date in Canada, and we feel it's a more producer-friendly option. It doesn't tie you down long-term and uh, helps you a little bit on the cash flow side as far as with succession planning and transition from generation to generation. So it would just be a fixed term of 10 or 25 years and producers would receive some compensation for that agreement. We're working with some economic consultants to evaluate what is a fair compensation for term easements as part of this project. Chad McPherson is the general manager of the Saskatchewan Stock Growers Association. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Source 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And by Canadian AgriBlend. Ask for the livestock products at your feed dealer or for a feed dealer near you. Call one 800 340 2311. 
Saskatchewan feeder cattle prices were mixed during the past week. Acting Provincial Cattle Specialist Natasha Wilkie says the weekly average steer price across the weight ranges was $216.04 per hundredweight. Well, we saw feeder steer prices were mixed across the weight categories when compared to prices reported the previous week. And so the steer's largest price increase I've seen in the 400 to 500 pound weight category, with those guys going up $2.89 per hundredweight to end the week averaging $254.75 per hundredweight. Then we go to the other side and look at the largest price decrease that was seen in the 700 to 800 pound category. Those guys going down $4.71 per hundredweight to end the week averaging $188.50. And then we look, you know, somewhere in the middle there, we've got the 800 to 900 pound weight category, ending the week with an average price of 178.10 per hundred weight. And then we move on to the feeder heifer prices. They were lower across all of our reported weight categories when compared to prices reported the previous week. As we look at the smaller end of the price decreases, that was seen in the 500 to 600 pound weight category, going down $1.80 per hundred weight to end the week averaging 197.70. And then we go to the other side and see the largest price decrease. It was seen in the 300 to 400 pound weight category with prices going down $6.40 per hundred weight to end the week averaging $211.30. And then we look at the 700 to 800 pound weight category. They ended the week with an average price of $167.30 per hundred weight. What were the factors influencing these price changes? Well, we had some deliveries. Again, they were fairly steady again this week, so about 23% year to date over last year. And then another thing that probably affected them was that we saw a smaller reprieve in the prices of feed grains with both Lethbridge barley coming down as well as feed corn in the U.S. So hopefully that's providing some support for our markets. What were marketings? Canfax reported a total of 19,650 head of cattle sold in Saskatchewan last week, and that's down from 24,092 head the previous week, but still more than 12,975 head marketed during the same week in 2020. What happened with market-ready cattle prices? Well, here we got no news is good news, I guess. The prices are still remaining up. They did fa- they did remain fairly steady this past week, with the price of D2 slaughter cows seeing a price decrease of just 76 cents to average $86.10 per hundred weight, while the price of D3, D3 slaughter cows, they went down by just a penny from the previous week. To, so they averaged $76.30 per hundred weight. And then when we look at the fed cattle price for Alberta fed steers, it was reported at $150.92 per hundred weight, and that's up a penny from the previous week. Natasha Wilkie is the acting provincial cattle specialist and compiles the weekly cattle market update for the Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture. The Market Updates with Jim Smalley on The Source, 620 CKRM. Market Update brought to you by Scott Bjornson of Hollis Wealth. For more information or to book a free consultation, call 1-800-284-9999. And Nelson GM in Assiniboia and Avonlea. If you are a Costco member, get huge savings on current 2019 and 2020 SUVs right now. Viterra prices were showing downward movement in early trading. Canola dropped $13 at six ninety two zero seven. Number one red spring wheat fell five thirty five at two eighty eighty five. The rest unchanged. Durham three twelve thirty two. Feed barley two sixty three fifteen. Flax eight thirty eight eighty. Lentils six forty four fifty. Oats two twenty nine fifty three. Yellow peas three ninety two eighty nine. Feed wheat two thirty eight eighty four. Minneapolis spring wheat May futures down ten and a half cents at six thirty seven a bushel. It's the livestock reports on the source six twenty CKRM. The livestock quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn eight four two forty five seventy four. Now the latest quotes. 
Assiniboia Livestock had a pre-sort sale on March 9th and a regular cow and bull sale on March 10th. 300 to 400 pound steers sold from 226 to 253. 400 to 450 pound steers sold from 247 to 253. 450 to 500 pound steers sold from 241 to 244. 500 to 550 pound steers sold from 234 to 244. 550 to 600 pound steers sold from 216 to 232. 600 to 650 pound steers sold from 207 to 219. 650 to 700 pound steers sold from 194 to 210. 700 to 800 pound steers sold from 186 to 205. And 800 to 900 pound steers sold from 174 to 186. Heifers are 20 to 30 cents back from the steers. Our cows are up a couple cents from our last sale. Hefferettes sold from 114 to 122. D1 and D2 cows sold from 181 to 192. D3 cows sold from 50 cents to 60 cents. And slaughter bulls sold from 102 to 113. This is Jordan Stevens from Assiniboia Livestock with your market report. Have a great ranching day. And the latest pork prices continue to move up, 193.71 per CKG. Coming up, the Resource Report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the Resource Report. The Bank of Canada is citing considerable uncertainty about the path of the pandemic as it kept its key interest rate target on hold at 0.25%. The bank is now forecasting economic growth in the first three months of this year, an upgrade from its forecast in January of a first quarter contraction. But it says concerns about new transmissible variants of COVID-19 are muddying longer-term economic outlooks, including how long it will take for the labour market to recover. It says localized COVID-19 outbreaks could restrain growth and add choppiness to the recovery. Mining industry insiders say opportunities for Canada are rising with world demand, technical advances and political support for electric vehicles. But they say support from the government is needed to help the industry find the capital and develop a plan to bring on new mines and processing facilities ahead of competitors worldwide. Speaking at this year's Online Prospectors and Developers Association of Canada Convention, Todd Mallon with international mining giant Rio Tinto says the country has many advantages. They include abundant natural resources, mining history and expertise, and a good environmental record supported by access to non-emitting hydroelectric power. On the markets, strength in the energy, financial and utility sectors helped lead Canada's main stock index to a triple-digit advance in late morning trading, while U.S. stock markets also climbed higher. The TSX Composite Index was up 117 points at 18,716. In New York, the Dow Jones Industrial Average was up 377 points at 32,209. The Canadian dollar traded at 79.01 cents U.S. compared with 79.15 cents Tuesday. The April crude oil contract was up 26 cents at $64.27 per barrel. That's the Resource Report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the On Demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast. Brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good. 
You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of today's broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, now starting after the 12 o'clock news on your voice for everything ag. 620 CKRM. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide.